Welcome everybody to episode 72 of Dorkchings. So this week we have a very special guest, a lovely gentleman um, by the name of Nicholas. Nicholas, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Nicolas de Ferrand. I'm a composer from, you guessed it, Paris, France. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I work in the video game industry and uh, TV industry, mostly French uh, TV shows. And um, I'm mostly known for scoring an indie game called They Are Billions, which was uh, very popular a few years ago uh, when it came out. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. So tell me a little bit about you, because I know that a lot of times when I speak to composers, everybody's completely different in how they've kind of got to where you are today. So a lot of people, some people may have gone kind of the traditional route, as in they went to music or art college and kind of went on from there. Um, and some people just kind of fell into it, you know. How, so how did that happen for you? Yeah, so I, I think I come for, from the traditional way of you know studying music i went to music college i went to uh, berkeley college of music in boston i studied music in france as well uh, prior to that and um, but at first i wasn't um, pursuing a career in as a composer i was more uh, thinking of becoming a, a piano player like a session pianist oh, okay um, and uh, because for some reason uh, the the job of professional musician to me it was to be a, a, a player you know like a piano player a, a guitar player or whatever and because I was influenced by that by because of you know uh, the people the professional musicians that were around me and uh, for some reason I didn't really think of becoming a composer like I don't know why but it, it was not uh, a career to, to pursue to me you know I didn't think about it and uh, one day in 20, uh, 2009, I, uh, I was, uh, I think, 18, I scored uh, a, a, a theater play. And it was kind of uh, like a revelation. I was like, oh, this, this job as a composer is it's amazing. That's what fulfilled me uh, the most. And uh, as I am a, a big video game nerd uh, um, I, I you know I instantly thought that it would be super cool to to be able to score games and so from that point it was you know I, I, I did like some kind of uh, career switch and um, stopped uh, pursuing the piano player career and mm -hmm. you know start and uh, thinking about composing everybody has their first game so I know that you worked on they are billions how did that mm -hmm. happen for you? So the very first game that I scored was called um, Lords of Shulima. And I'm sorry, it's, it's very hard to pronounce because, you know, it's a fan fantasy title. And with, uh, <laughs> so, and you know what? I'm just going to write it in the chat for you. Lords of Shulima. Okay. And, uh, and uh, it was, a, it's an old school RPG, like Western RPG, mm -hmm. like kind of Baldur's Gates and uh, Wasteland, that kind of thing. And I was very lucky because I started my career in like 2012, 2013. And it was the, the peak of the crowdfunding madness, you know, when Kickstarter came along and, and it was very, very, very popular. 
and uh, we didn't have yet all the negative outcomes of uh, of crowdfunding you know all the failed failed project and false promises um and um and so in that time a lot of projects were funded and it was easy uh, so to speak to mm. as, as a composer to find cool project to work on and um and yeah so this project was uh, the first one i i got and uh, Actually, this uh, this company, this uh, game studio, they happened to, you know, after this game, to develop the billions like four years later, and this first game was not a, a big success. Sorry, a big uh, success, uh, but it was enough to be able to start a new one. Who, mm -hmm. who you know, became the billions, and the billions were very very successful. They sold, I think, uh, one and a half million uh, copies. So. So it, it's and kind of big for, for yeah, units, was, so, sorry, yeah. Yeah, and how was, do you find that from for different projects that your approach is different for each one? As in, you know, because of the scale and size and maybe the budget as well. I know that with They Are Billions, you had a 60-piece orchestra to work with. So that mm -hmm. must have been amazing. Yeah, um, and it's, it's funny because we started They Are Billions with very low budget. But then we released the early access and suddenly we had, I won't say we had a lot of money, but we had a bigger budget, you know, to work yes. with and to finish the game. So I told the, the developers, hey guys, now that we have money, uh, maybe we can, you know, go record all the music again, but with, with a live orchestra because originally it was all virtual. And, you know, but with the success of the early access, I was like, hey, let's go record a live orchestra now because I, I really wanted the music to be, at the same level level at the game as the game success so to speak not not to be as successful but i wanted to provide a you know quality music um to to match the the, the yeah the success of the game you know the numbers of players and, and, and things like that and it, obviously it's i know from personal experience um i've released a game last year and it's quite interesting to see something that you've been working on you've known for such a long time and kind of it goes out there and mm -hmm. it's gone you know it's it's left the it's left the door it's yeah. quite interesting isn't it it's it's uh, it's yeah it's a bit uh, stressful even i would say <laughs> and 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 you always have that i, I mean to me uh, it's always like man i wish i did that thing better or i, mm -hmm. I wish i could go back and you know change it a little bit and uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah it's it's weird <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot of other stuff. You've worked a lot with um, Olivier Drivier, is that correct? You've done yeah. a lot of stuff like uh, Vampire and 11-11 stories, retold, yeah, Memories I, Retold. True, yeah, yeah. So I was a music editor for Olivier, which can, uh, it's, it's like a very a technical job. And I, I was like a, a multi-hat uh, assistant, <laughs> so, so, so to speak. Um, and uh, we worked together on uh, Vampire, uh, the Technomancer, Gritfall, uh, A Plague Tale Innocence, 11-11, uh, Memories Retold. Um, and uh, my job was to basically make sure that the music was uh, ready to be integrated into the game. So mm -hmm. I would, you know, simple things like ma make loops or, uh, you know, make a track longer or take the beginning, put it at the end or make, make a variation of this track. Um, um, you know that that kind of stuff. I was really mm. assi assisting him uh, during the whole music production process. And was it interesting for you? I know personally for me, Vampire and Playtale, both absolutely phenomenal games, both mm. phenomenal um, 
soundtracks, uh, which I've got both on vinyl as of today. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the where is I going with this? How did you find actually there? There you go. Um, kind of watching and working alongside Olivia, how was that different from the way that you work almost? You mm-hmm. kind of sit there going, that's really interesting. I would have never thought of doing that. And you're kind of like, you know, yeah, comparing yeah, and contrasting. Yeah, of course. I learned a lot of things by working with him. A lot of times I was, especially at the beginning, and I was much younger, uh, <laughs> I was, you know, sitting beside him and watching him work and, you know, getting to know him and his, yeah. his process. And I, I learned um, so much. And it was very interesting as well because those are all not AAA, but, you know, published games. They have mm-hmm. a budget that goes over 5 million each. So it's different yeah. than working for indie games. It's not the same yeah. process. You, have, you don't have the same milestones. You have to deal with the publisher as well as the developers. And, and there, there's a lot of um, political elements into it. Um, and, um, and it's very interesting to see uh, uh, the game production from that perspective. You know, it's like indie games, they are not really the same. Uh, you can thing. just do whatever you like sort of thing yeah I know it's, it's wilder wilder yeah it's, <laughs> it's it's really interesting i was in the studio with um gareth coker when mm-hmm. he was recording orion will the wisps in london in oh, their yeah, studios amazing. yeah it was one of the best days of my life but it was so interesting to be able to sit there and watch because they would sit on the you know in the in the, in the studio room and they'd have the uh, score in front of them on paper and they'd literally mm-hmm. go through it and they'd be ch- changing like minute details mm-hmm. every single way down the way. Wow. You know? And they would listen to the orchestra um, who would say, mm, not sure about this note, maybe it could mm-hmm. be like a bit lower or a bit higher or a bit different or a bit longer. And they'd yeah. just organically change everything on the fly. It was so yeah. interesting to watch. Yeah, we did that a little bit on ZR Billions. Um, and I remember, uh, like, we did some change in the dynamics for the bassoons at some point because, like, uh, like second bassoons, uh, bassoon were, were a little bit lower than, than like, in volume than, than the first one. So we, we kind of told him, like, okay, first bassoon play mezzo forte and second bassoon play, play forte, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it happens all the time, you know, because... It's, it's always complicated to go from mock-up to or, like live orchestration. And, um, and you have to uh, make adjustment on the fly because yeah. there is the, the human element that comes mm-hmm. into it, you know. There was a one point where um, there was a, uh, one of the brass players and he just said like, this note that you've given us to do is almost impossible. <laughs> like, yeah. Can we change that, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that, that's cool that they they told him. Sometimes they they don't, and they they just like skip the note or play. In, yeah, play no, it was really interesting because they were quite vocal about kind of mm-hmm. anything that they didn't feel yeah. that was quite right, and he was really receptive to it. You know, mm-hmm. it was really interesting to watch, and it was really interesting in the fact that. Um, you know, they started at 9 a.m. You know, they had a couple of breaks. They had a lunch yeah. um, at one uh, like half past 12, one o'clock. And then they finished at half past five on the dot. Yeah. Know? It was yeah, absolutely, yeah. there is no way it's going over because obviously then they would have to be paid more. And there was of a course, budget. Yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was really interesting to see. 
And when, yeah, when, I, when we recorded the, uh, the soundtrack for the Arbillions, it was in Bratislava. And in Bratislava, it's, the rules are, I don't know if they are unionized or not, but the rules are a little bit uh, more loose. And uh, at some point, the, the orchestra contractor told me, if, if you don't want to do a break, we don't do a break. We keep recording for four hours, no break. And I was like, no way, no way. We do, we please, we do a break because I know the musicians need it. So, but it's oh, good that it, uh, it, was it in London? Yeah, it was in London. Yes, right, for it you. was in yeah. um, Air Studios. Mm -hmm. So just oh, near. Um, Such a beautiful place. Oh, amazing. I, honestly, it's stunning. Really stunning. Yeah. You know? Um, and really easy to get to, actually, just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and apparently it's only like 20 minute walk from Abbey, Abbey Road as well. Yeah, yeah, it's next door. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting. I think that was one of the days. <laughs> what funny thing was for that for me was we went to the pub afterwards for a few drinks. Mm -hmm. And on the way down, it was like literally just across the road, um, <laughs> about 50 yards. And on the way down, Gareth was like, Oh yeah, so I'm doing. I'm scoring the new Halo Infinite. You know, I was like, oh, "What?" <laughs> Just dropping some uh, <laughs> some news. <laughs> and again, it's you know what it's like about um, not being able to talk about things that you're working on. Yeah, of course, oh, it's the worst, man. And obviously, I had to sit on the fact that I was, you know, involved in a way uh, with Ari, and then he, you know, announced that, and I was like. Great. That's more information than we're going to sit on, you know, because if I open my mouth, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, between composer, we can say, you know, the the secrets, <laughs> just not too loud. <laughs> so, you've obviously you're doing uh, your game music composer now. You've done other stuff as well, like film and. You said you're doing film TV. Yeah. Yeah. So I when I started working in the game industry, I. Like parallel to that, I started to work in the TV industry in France as well. I did the, both of them like at the same time. And I was super lucky because I got to score uh, some big French uh, documentary films, you know, like similar to the one you can have on BBC in, in UK, for example, but mm -hmm. in, for French TV channels. Yeah. And um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I, sorry. I was really lucky to 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 like, start with that with that directly. I didn't have to build my way up so to speak yeah um, so it was an incredible incredible luck um and uh, yeah and i've been doing the like both of them at the same time for eight years now yeah so you're still doing both yeah do you yeah. find do you find that kind of when you're working on a game project versus working on something for tv that your approach changes almost sometimes because obviously yeah yeah it's very different um First, uh, first of all, where, when I work on a game, I'm I am involved way earlier in the process. Like the TV films, like it's I'm always oh sorry, I'm always at the end of the of the chain, so <laughs> to speak. Like, and um, and so it, it, I mean, it makes a huge difference when you work on a game and you you are here early. You can, you know, absorb all the the, the world of the game, the, the systems, the universe. You have time to develop your your craft. For TV stuff, it's it's always on the rush. You know, you have crazy deadlines in games too, but TV it's 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 crazy. So yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very different. And you have and TV, you don't have the interactive interactive music thing. So definitely a, a different process for sure. Maybe you don't have the studio and everybody's gonna go in, <laughs> in your ear. <laughs> <That's> true. 
<laughs> so um, for me, there's a soundtrack to the game coming out very shortly. It's um, Friday next week uh, that I'm oh. really looking forward to. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the soundtrack for that with Yoris, Niels, and obviously um, The Flight. The Flight, yeah. Fantastic. Are there any kind of soundtracks that are coming up that you think, can't wait to hear that? Well, um, Dying Light 2, actually, mm-hmm. uh, just, it just came, it just came out yeah. and, uh, and I didn't play the game, but I heard the soundtrack and I was blown away, blown away by mm. the, the quality of the production, uh, the composition itself, orchestration, the mix of electronics and, and orchestra. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to, uh, to try it in game because I know it's, I know it's amazing, like interactive uh, music wise yeah yeah uh, i had to stop playing the original because it was too terrifying <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah it happened to me when uh when i i played um what was the game prior to dying light it was uh dead island i think oh yes, uh, yes. and and uh, yeah i couldn't play until the end like it was too terrifying <laughs> <laughs> i used to play um i've played it through a couple of times now it's dead space Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, amazing! Absolutely score. terrifying. At one point, my partner would come upstairs and go, "Are you playing that game again?" Have you played? Um, have you played Amnesia: The Dark Descent? No, no way. Absolutely. I tried the demo. No, oh. I didn't really. I was really silly. I closed the curtains and I put my headphones in and that I was started playing and I was like. <laughs> absolutely not not for me and i remember i was i was sweating on my mouth and keyboard like actual sweat i was it was so tense horrible <laughs> but great game great game yeah fantastic fantastic so <laughs> dear me i mean yeah I, there's been so many good amazing soundtracks over the years and it's what i've really liked over because i've been doing this for 10 years maybe and seeing it kind of getting more and more and more attention, you know, it's yeah. insane, you know. Yeah, and as, as one of the bookers I was talking to a friend last week, um, and I've actually written a letter into, you know, Edge magazine? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've written a letter into them, which I've been dying to do for years, mm-hmm. because what Bugbear for me is a lot of the times you'll see reviews for games like Dying Light or anything you know horizon forbidden west and very rarely or when they do you will you will you will see a tiny piece of the whole review which is like two three four pages Mm -hmm. and there's a tiny like maybe a couple of lines dedicated to the soundtrack and it's just depressing because Mm -hmm. i know from having a lot of friends who are composers and being kind of in the kind of company of that how much work goes into stuff you know because people you know like for example i don't know uh austin works on journey for three years you know mm-hmm. um so that's a lot of time to spend with a, with a game and of course, yeah. to kind of see such a small amount written about you and your efforts yeah. and the work that you've done it's yeah. just a little bit depressing to me <laughs> yeah sure you know that's why i think composer needs to <clears throat> to push as much as I can, you know, to, to do an amazing score because it's so much part of the, the experience and that... Uh, yeah, because if you take that score away, you may be left no... with a great game, yeah. but are you going to feel it as much? 
Yeah, of course. And you know, it's, they say uh, soundtrack is like 50% of the, of the game experience, mm -hmm. but it's like 2% of the budget. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of true <laughs> with game reviews as well. Like it's 50% of the experience, but two, only two lines on the music. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's, it's funny because it can have such an effect on things. You know, I, I remember going to uh, Game Music Connect many years ago and Jason Oh, Graves. yeah, I went there. I went, oh, yeah. I went there as well. Yeah, two years I went there. Were you, yeah, me too. Did you see mm -hmm. when Jason was on stage and he was talking yeah. about um, the music that he's done, saying, like, just basically compose something every day. And it was so interesting to hear him talk about the Tomb Raider and about how he approached things. And even me, who, you know, is game music obsessed. Mm -hmm. It was so interesting to go back then after he, his talk or when he spoke um, to go back to Tomb Raider and play, you know, and then realize the minute kind of details that are in it. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. when he talked about kind of coming up to potentially fighting with an enemy and music changing and kind of getting a bit more mm -hmm. raucous and big and right. bold and and then yeah you know you have the fight itself and the music going like really loud really fast mm -hmm. with it but mm -hmm. then when you finish it just kind of quietens down again right it's just little details like that which are incredible you know yeah and you know i i think and jason does it very well it's the music is used as a gameplay element and not just as an illustrative um, yeah. you know background track it's it's a natural part of the game of the gameplay and that's what makes great uh, game music i think so <clears throat> i'm going to put you on the, the spot a little here so oh my god <laughs> <laughs> over the last say 10 years what score have you so, have you heard and gone wow wow wow, wow. um you know what i'm going to answer something Maybe you you are not uh, expecting, but Undertale was to me. And uh, have you played? Uh, have uh, have you played yeah. Undertale? Mm -hmm. It's so there's no real interactive music or anything, and it's more it's cheap tunes. But it is so well done. Like each um, like each little situations uh, are perfectly uh, scored and 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 the rhythm you know the flow of how the soundtrack uh, um, comes together it's 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 very very well done and and uh, even though there is no technical um, system behind behind the music you know no interactive music or anything or no, no orchestra or anything uh, it's it's as you say. It's as you said about Tomb Raider. It's the little details everywhere. Mm. You know the, the rhythm, the the right timing, and when I played the game, it was uh, instantly um, like uh, it was love at, at first sight. First sight for me because um, uh, it was so well done. Like it's you know the rhythm, the flow, the, the timing. It was perfect. So to me, Undertale was a big, big revelation. Uh, not mm. revelation, but a, a big wow. Yeah, uh, I think one of them that I've really enjoyed recently has been the soundtrack for Firewatch by Chris Remo. Mm, yeah, just it's just oh, beautiful. It's very well done. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really gentle and really kind of evocative and just mm. gorgeous. Nice. You know, but it's I think super well probably my favorite would be Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. 
Jessica. I mean, mm. you don't uh, right. uh, for five years straight. It was my top played album on Spotify. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Only just recently taken yeah. over by Ari and the Wildwisps. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so good. Well, you know, it's funny because you said ten, like the last ten years, and I think like the last 10 years have seen a huge boost in terms of creativity in game music because of the, the indie boom that happened in, yeah. in 2010. And from, I mean, yeah, from that, uh, from 2010 to now, it has been just rockets, uh, you know, uh, um, and uh, yeah, so many good things, so many yeah. good soundtracks. And it's really nice to be able to see that, you know, from that, you know, um, Obviously, we were talking before we were recording about, uh, you know, that's become such a big thing now mm. uh, in video game soundtracks. Uh, it's obscene. You know, you really have to, <laughs> if something is announced, you really have to to buy it or yeah. um, when it's announced. Otherwise, you pretty much aren't, aren't going to get it, you mm. know, which is yeah, crazy. That's true, yeah. You know, that's true. Um, but it's good because it's, it's, it's a source of uh, revenue for composers as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, and uh, yeah. it's it's a way to show support and uh, and now they make such like black screen uh, black screen records they make such beautiful vinyls oh. and uh, you know nice yeah. covers and everything it's mm -hmm. a nice object to have yeah it's i mean as i mentioned to you earlier you know i got the soundtrack for a plague tale uh, mm -hmm. this morning and it's the actual record it's so heavy and it's right. gorgeous yeah as I, as I, it's really funny because I mentioned on a TikTok earlier that because I now do TikToks about video game music vinyl, which is, you know, my thing. So <laughs> there's not many people that do that. And um, I, I said in that one earlier that it's weird. And I know that, you know, there's the plague, the rats, etc. Actually, when you look at the record, it looks like an infection coming from the inside. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh, nice. really strange. It's fantastically done. It's absolutely stunning. So yeah. um, I spun it a little bit earlier on today, but that's going to be uh, my record for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> nice dream. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night, sat, sat in, playing my records, having a few glasses of wine. You know, <laughs> you can tell I'm getting old. <laughs> right, it's a, it's a great, great soundtrack. So, so um, final question. I know that you've got lots of things that you're working on, you know, um, Hopefully we can hear something about that in the, in the very near future. Yeah, so unfortunately I cannot reveal anything at this point, but I have four <laughs> yeah. games coming coming out in 2022. Oh, wow, uh, congratulations. So, but, yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, all indie games, but really cool projects. And, yeah. um, and so it's coming out. Uh, I have two games that are going to come out uh, on uh, Nintendo Switch and mm -hmm. two on PC. So uh, yeah, look out for that. I can I unfortunately I cannot say what it is, but really quickly, be, yeah. How do you find kind of working on four different titles? Because that's a, a lot of plates to spin. <laughs> yeah, especially with a baby. <laughs> but yes. uh, um, yeah, I just I just do it, man. I you know it's funny because I'm used to take a lot of uh, you know different projects at the same yeah. time, and I've been doing that for eight years professionally, and. Mm -hmm never once i i've been late on a deadline like never ever so i don't know how i do i do it but uh, you know i, I just because yeah. uh, it all sounds so different and you're like yeah right, i'm gonna sit down yeah, yeah. and do this one on monday this one on tuesday this one on wednesday and this one on thursday <laughs> and then friday i'm gonna have kind, kind of and i think uh <laughs> 
it's good for a composer to have kind of a, a different personalities, <laughs> you know, schizophrenic uh, personality. Uh, so you can, you know, switch your focus and uh, switch, uni as you said, as you said, it's, it's very, very different. All those games are, uh, the soundtracks that I'm working on, it's, it's going to be way different than uh, what I did before and all of them. And, um, and yeah, I have to be kind of another person when I open a new Cubase session, sessions, you know, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, you know, time management, it's, uh, it, it can be, in, it can be definitely tricky. Mm -hmm. and um i don't know how I, I don't have any advice for that actually i just you know my only just advice do. it's it's and no but yeah that's right just do it you have something to do you you do it and whatever it takes you know if you have to work later or, or you know rush things or i don't yeah. know but just need to happen <laughs> well hopefully we can hear something from those soon but i yeah. just want to say a massive thank you for taking time out today to speak with me it's been a real pleasure Oh, thank you. No, thank you for having me. It's uh, always a pleasure to talk about game music with, yeah. with fans, <laughs> fans of game music. Definitely. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. That was episode 72. We will see you very soon for a very special episode. <laughs> More on that soon. <laughs>